It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. I am Marcus Mosher. He is Landon McCool. And today we're going to talk about the Cowboys week 17 loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but before we do that, Landon, I feel like I should take some responsibility here. Because I predicted the Cowboys to win this week. And we know that my track record is not good when I pick them to win. So um, if nothing else, you can blame me for the loss on Sunday. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get to that. And I plan on fully blaming you for the loss on Sunday. I saw those penalty stats of what the uh, the Cowboys and the Raiders uh, each have. And, and I know that, the, that it's not just coincidence that you cover both teams, Marcus. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a number of fronts that we will be blaming you for this loss, Marcus. But, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's <laughs> – Add it to the pile of things, right? That, yeah, uh, add it to the pile. Uh, all right, so possible. let's 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 talk about this loss. So, yeah. b- before we get into how it happened, let's talk about the impact of it. Uh, the Cowboys are almost—they're <laughs> basically locked into the four seed, right? Like it's going to yeah. be very, very hard for them to move up at all. Uh, the only scenario in which they're not the four seed is if the Rams and the Cardinals lose next week, which I don't see that happening because both teams are competing to win that division. So. Uh, Cowboys are locked into the four seed and they're going to play the non NFC West winner, which is probably going to be the Cardinals. Uh, how does that make you feel after 17 games land? Well, I mean, you know, it's hard not to feel terrible after that game last night and to think that you're going to play that team uh, again, uh, in two weeks, uh, probably healthier with, with, with Hopkins back with Humphreys back, um, maybe a couple other defenders back. Uh, it doesn't make you feel great, especially since that's the performance you were able to put up uh, against uh, while you were healthy and at home. Um, you know, I, I think that there were a lot of extenuating circumstances to this game. Uh, I don't know that it's necessarily predictive of what's going to happen in the next game, uh, but it it certainly doesn't make me feel good. It certainly doesn't make me feel excited about playing these guys in another two weeks. So I talked to uh, one of my friends, Elliot Harrison, who I do uh, another podcast with. Sorry, I know I cheat on you a couple times a week. It's, un- it's uh, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. And he made a good point. He said he kind of thinks that was like the A-plus game the Cardinals have played all year, or at least in the last three months. And it was a three-point game, and the Cowboys played one of their worst games of the season, and it was pretty close. Now, the argument for the Cardinals is they, they're not completely healthy. Their left tackle was out. One of their starting corners was out. And I get that. 
But the Cardinals played really well, and the Cowboys didn't. And that game came down to a couple plays late, and that's the difference in the game. So if the Cowboys can play a better game two weeks from now, maybe they'll maybe it won't be a big deal, and they'll be able to beat the Cardinals again at home. But it can't be good for the, your psyche and your morale to to lose to them and have to play them here in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think there's something to the idea that it may be better actually than beating them and then turning around and having to play them in two weeks because there's not that level of overconfidence going in. That's really where I get nervous. And, and so like now there's that, that chance of having feeling overconfident going into the playoff game, I think is, is now gone. So maybe that helps you focus in a little bit more and focus on your opponent a little bit more. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there is something there. I, I do think that, uh, you know, confidence is is uh, is a tricky beast, right? Like yeah. it, it, you yeah. can, it can come from a lot of different forms. So, uh, I, and I think that, like I said, the Cowboys at times have feel like that they've gone into games overconfident. So, yeah, uh, you know, I, I think we'll talk about the refs later later in the show. But I, I think that if you're talking about what you know happened on the field between these two teams, um, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the times the Cowboys uh, were the perpetrators of their own doom. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and more so than the, the Cardinals. And I think the Cardinals did a good job of, of taking advantage of some things and then kind of keeping things going and, and taking some risk and, and getting some big chunk plays, which, which eventually was enough for them to win the game. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if like what I saw on Sunday made me think that the Cowboys like can't stop the Cardinals on offense or can't score on the Cardinals on, on defense, on their defense when, you know, they're playing correctly. But I mean, the problem now has become getting the Cowboys' offense and defense to play correctly in a timely manner at the start of the game. Yeah, that and if you're going back to the big picture thing, now that the Cowboys are the four seed, it basically eliminates another home game. If you would happen to win yep. in, the, in the first round of the playoffs, now instead of, let's say, hosting Tampa Bay or the Cardinals or the Rams or somebody like that, now you're having to go to Tampa Bay or you're having to go uh, to to – Los Angeles or wherever you have to go. It's going to make things a lot, a lot harder. Um, it's also going to make things harder for the Cowboys. Michael Gallup uh, out yeah. for the season due to a torn ACL. It's just really, really rough for him. Last play, maybe as a Cowboy, is a fantastic touchdown grab. Do you, <laughs> how big of an impact, first of all, does this, does this have on the Cowboys offense? I mean, I'm concerned. I, I, you know, I think the Cowboys before Gallup got hurt were struggling to kind of stretch the field, and, and I think part of it has been the, the Palms coverage, shell coverage that the, their teams are playing. I, I mean, I have to start wondering about what's going on with Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb, and, and I, I mean, I, I just think that the the they have not been able to consistently and efficiently play the position and get yards and and move the ball through the air with those guys for weeks now. Um, and it, it, it got to the point where I started calling for it and lo and behold, that's what started moving the ball. I, they need to start targeting Cedric Wilson more. Yeah. I don't know what's happening with, 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 I mean, I think lamb is still catching some big passes here and there. And I, I know Cooper caught a touchdown, but these guys aren't able to get open there. And then when they are open, it doesn't seem like they're always on the same page with Dak. There That's was one where the biggest issue because like there was a play, I think it was on the second drive of the game. Amari was not actually the first drive of the game. Amari yeah, was open. He the stopped slant. on the route. Like I don't know what he was doing. Like the the the, the 
the comeback route that he didn't run away from the no no i'm thinking about the one that was in the red zone he had the he was open in the middle of the field and Dak just missed him high uh Uh, yeah there was another one that was just like that where he came where he was a comeback and it was like first man coverage and he he didn't run away from man coverage he's supposed to you know find the open spot and so it's like i i don't know you know i don't know if it's they aren't in sync or what's happening but clearly there's not enough happening with amari cooper right now in this offense there clearly isn't enough efficiency with yeah. uh, uh cd lamb and cedric wilson somehow is able to find efficiency and find you know and look we're all gonna miss gallup but i mean gallup hasn't played great since he's been back um and, and so I, and i don't again like i'm not blaming these guys because i don't know if it's these guys or if it's if it's you know route combinations and guys aren't getting open I don't know what it is, but there's no more excuses now. Like, I, I mean, I'm pretty uh, – this is the <laughs> – you need to be playing better football right now. You're healthy. You've got you've got all your guys. You've gotten the time you're playing at home. This game means something. Uh, and to come out and, and play the way they did early, again, we'll talk about the other extenuating circumstances. There is extenuating circumstances. And, and, and they only lost the game by three points. But the point of the matter is, is that, you know, they didn't come – they came out flat. Um, they didn't perform very well. I think there was times when they were moving the ball well, and then things happened that kind of you know got them out of rhythm. But <laughs> you know, you've got you've got to find a way to get Cooper and Lamb the ball down the field. Uh, it, and right now it's just not happening. And, and until that starts to kind of get back into this offense, uh, then I'm concerned. I'm not as concerned as you are, to be honest, because I think. I know a lot of people want to call out Kellen Moore because of whatever. I thought Kellen Moore was good yesterday. I really do. I just think the execution was bad. Like there was drives where second and 10, they, they designed this nice little flare out to Ezekiel Elliott. He's standing on the first down marker and just drops it. Amari Cooper open in the middle of the field on a third down and the ball is just airmailed. Like they had guys open and for whatever reason, they just weren't executing. So Pollard had a drop too. Pollard had a drop too. It right was a, a big field, drop. A first yeah, time, yeah, I mean, they just they had a fumble that was just completely unnecessary that Dak didn't need to take. Like they just, I think it's more about execution than it is that there's some big problem that the Cowboys haven't been able to solve or something like that. Well, I, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I, I think that it's been an execution problem, uh, but I also think that you know. As an offensive coordinator, it's your job to work around that. You know, if you don't continue to try to force the ball to guys who aren't performing, and and you know, and if 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 in order to get Amari Cooper involved early, you in order to get him involved, you have to get him involved early. Then we need to get him involved early. But but as it is right now, like yes, I would agree that the majority of this stuff is execution problems. Whether it's uh, you know, I think Van Joseph did a really uh, Vance Joseph did a really good job of of you know, disguising coverages, doing a yep. lot of things post snap, rotating, and 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 it, that's kind of difficult to to answer. Uh, and I think that sometimes that's Kellen Moore's job to provide answers for Dak, and sometimes it's 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 Dak's job to avail himself of those answers. Uh, and so it's it's kind of difficult to parse exactly, you know, where that went wrong. You know, there's a lot of just there's a lot of coincidence in this game. I mean, th- how many passes were deflected? You know, how many, like, I mean, I, I don't even know that number off the top of my head, but be, be, yeah. at the end of the first half, <laughs> it felt like the Cowboys basically were being derailed almost solely by 
penalties, uh, untimely penalties and pass deflections because, you know, there was times when I feel like maybe the guys had gotten open. Uh, you know, there was a slant earlier that I remember seeing that, that Cooper was wide open on and that couldn't get the ball to him because the ball got knocked around. So, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff the way the, the ball bounced, you know, metaphorically yeah. in this game. But I, I just feel like the Cowboys have got to find a way to – there's a lot of circumstance here. I, I'm certainly the first one to point it out. But at the same time, there's it comes to a point where the Cowboys have got to get past it. Like they got they got to either figure out a way to, to work around the refs. I understand it's terrible but and it's not fair. And that's a whole separate conversation, right? But But the Cowboys have got to find a way to – Get a play to execute to 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 work around it a little bit better than than they have at this point, and and, and it's a little bit frustrating. All right, let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. Uh, remember, mine's about being more positive. It's not working out so far for me. <laughs> oh, uh, if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein that bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And maybe even better than a candy bar because Bill Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good and you'll want to eat it. Most Bill Bars contain only 130 calories with 4 grams of sugar and 4 grams of net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. Compare that to an average candy bar that has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and this is a uh, just a win-win. So go to Bilt.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. Your next box that is promo code LOCK15 at built.com. Check out the coconut brownie chunk, the coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, so many great flavors. Again, built.com, promo code LOCK15. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, let's talk about the defense. So the defense is interesting here because they gave up 25 points, and actually three of those are really because of the offense fumbling the ball inside of your own territory. Um, but no turnovers in this game, no sacks. And the Cardinals had 10 drives in this game. Six of those drives went for at least 40 yards. So they were moving the ball pretty easily on this Cowboys uh, defense. Uh, 399 total yards. What were your thoughts of the Cowboys defensive performance here? Yeah, I think actually technically they did get one sack, but it was a technicality, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I felt like, you know, early on that, they weren't they weren't getting a lot of pressure and and I couldn't tell if it was because that they were trying to kind of mush rush him and kind of just try to collapse the pocket on him um but it, it did feel like they were allowing him to sit back too much into the in the pocket and throw the ball around a little bit early um and then you know they had some big jump plays their, their first touchdown just was almost like a you know, just a slap in the face right in the beginning of the game because it just – it happened so quickly. They got two chunk plays on two runs, uh, and then suddenly they're cooking in the red zone and and, and they're scoring touchdowns. 
And then, uh, you know, you saw a couple different drives where the Cowboys were kind of able to settle things in uh, and then, you know, were giving up third downs, which is kind of uh, unusual yeah. for them. But, but yeah. again, it had to do with, like, them not seemingly uh, making st- huge efforts to try to actually sack Murray. You know, it felt like they were dropping seven and, 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 and only rushing four. Uh, you know, and, and it wasn't getting home. And I think the way that neither the Cowboys or us expected, I mean, I think the Cowboys had a pretty large talent disparity over the uh, the Cardinals offensive line. I mean, Hudson was back, but they were missing both their starting offensive tackles. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I thought that the, the, the defensive line pass rush could have been better. Um, I felt like they, they didn't exactly play the way that we all had expected. I understand it's Kyler Murray, but it just felt like there were too many times that he was able to sit back in the pocket uh, and deal and throw the ball where he needed to. Sometimes he even overthrew the ball a little bit. I mean, there, this game could have been a little bit worse if, if Kyler Murray had thrown the ball just a little bit better on a couple of these throws. And, and, and as the game went on, it felt like there was more and more pressure being applied, but <laughs> it, it did feel like early on, uh, the Cowboys kind of really struggled to get to Kyler Murray and really disrupt his passing. I'll tell you what didn't work, though, is blitzing Parsons up the A-gap. I, I know he ended up with a lot of pressures in this game, but ultimately that's kind of what Kyler wants, is like to get outside of the pocket, scrambling to throw the ball. Like I yeah. kind of hope that's not the strategy going forward. Yeah, and look, I, I know that some people were saying, you know, why didn't they just spy uh, Kyler Murray the whole game with, with – uh, with Parsons and that's just not, you know, realistic. You just can't do that for every single snap. That's, that's yeah. really easy to exploit. Um, but obviously at the same time, the Cardinals plan generally seemed to be if, if Parsons was rushing the passer, run away from Parsons, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, not, not run the ball, but like Kellen Keller, uh, uh, yeah, he needs, I mean, uh, they need to run. Kyle Murray needs to run away from from yep. uh, Parsons and get just find space in order to operate. Um, you know, I just feel like the, it felt like the Cowboys had a kind of a different game plan that was a little bit more effective in the second half, um, especially in the as the game kind of wore on. Uh, but I, you know, they they really didn't do much to kind of make Kyler uh, uncomfortable in the pocket early. And, and you know, they, they kind of <laughs> were able to march the ball up and down the field to a certain degree until the Cowboys kind of fixed that a little bit. And then they were able to get him off a couple, a couple times, but you know, I just feel like there was, um, there was adjustments that yep. needed to be made in game to kind of stabilize things uh, because things weren't working early on. The Cowboys had their chances in this game, Landon, like it- if a couple things go differently, we're talking about a completely different game. A couple yeah. of those moments, like the the fake punt. If Nation Wright turns around and knocks that ball down, it's Cowboys ball at the Arizona Cardinal 36-yard line, and you're down 3 nothing. right? You're probably getting points there, if not a touchdown, right? But instead, the Cardinals, they get the first down, and that ends up being a 15-play, 91-yard drive that took off eight minutes of the clock, and they go up 10 nothing. That's a huge, huge swing. There's also a play in this game where J. Ron Curse has both yeah. hands on the football in the end zone, which would have been an interception. And, and, and instead of it being 19 to seven, it's 22 to seven, right? And now, now that it'd be three points and then a three point game, right? Like they had their chances to make stops and they just couldn't do it. 
Um, man, it's frustrating because it, they, this game was there for them to steal because they did not play well. They just couldn't get one player to make the play that they absolutely needed. Yeah, and then, I mean, even when they did, you know, they, they had to beat both the the, yeah. the Cardinals and the other group too because, I mean, and that's honestly going to be the, the crux of my conversation about what happened with the refs is – uh, the Cowboys did make plays in this game, uh, but you're not going to see them on the stat sheet. You're not going to see them on the uh, and any of this because they all were all the plays that they made, or not yeah. all of them because they did make plays, but a, a large portion of the plays that the Cowboys made in this game were disqualified because of penalties. So, uh, yeah, let's, I mean, I think let's let's do it. Let, let's go yeah. ahead and have let's have that conversation because we, okay. we absolutely needed to do it. But before we do that, let's tell you guys about Get Upside. <laughs> Our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every single gallon of gas every single time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using Get Upside. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or e-gift card. Just download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That is promo code TOUCHDOWN. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. I want to be delicate on how we're talking about this because you and I both just spent 20 minutes talking about all the things the Cowboys did wrong on offense and defense. Like, they did not play a good game in this one. Right, and that's the that's the reason why they lost. They the offense just does not play well. The defense didn't get the stops that they needed. They this was at best a C plus game for Dallas. However, there was a couple plays in this game that I think I wouldn't say robbed the Cowboys of the game, but robbed them the opportunity to win the game. And let's talk about the sequence because this is what this is what's so frustrating. Is uh, I, I can go off, but. A lot of people today and last night were criticizing Mike McCarthy's timeout usage. Let, let's start with that, right? Okay. Every single clock management guide that you see, you read, you study, all says to take your timeouts before the two-minute warning to give yourself as much time as possible if you get the ball back, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's just generally understood. You use the timeouts before the two-minute warning, Okay. They shouldn't have had to use one of their timeouts because Chase Edmonds being tackled by Michael Parsons pretty clearly was out of bounds. Now, you can make an argument that his knee was close to being out of bounds, but it doesn't even matter because his hand touched out of bounds the play before he fumbles, right? And McCarthy was livid on the sideline because he was out of bounds, and yet they call him inbounds. So that's one timeout. That's 40 seconds. The very next play – is the Chase Edmonds fumble. And we've been taught all year long to let the the officials should let these plays go because then they can review it, they can go back and, and fix this because it's it's too hard to to let these things if they call it not a fumble on the field, 
it's too hard to look back to see who recovered the ball, whether they could advance it, all that kind of stuff. So let the play play out and then go back and challenge it. Well, that's not what happened, right? They, Edmonds fumbled, but they ruled him down by contact. And because it's before the two-minute warning, the Cowboys can't challenge. However, Lannon, they have issued a new rule uh, this year. And I'm going to read it ex- right from the yep. NFL rule book, okay? Yep. Under the new modification of the Sky Judge to instant replay, the replay assistant now can consult with the on-field officials on rulings related to the possession of the ball, whether a pass was complete or incomplete, whether a ball carry reached the goal line or first down marker, or was inbounds or out of bounds, or whether a running back was down by contact. The NFL has the ability, even with a team not having challenges, to say, hey, we messed that up. Let's call this a fumble, and then we'll take some more time and go back and review it. That That's the, what it should have happened, right? We're going to call it a fumble on the field. We're going to take three minutes and really look at this again. But they didn't do that. They just let the play go, and the Cardinals ran a play, and that was it. That was the end of the game. Yeah, and I mean it's it's infuriating because of what you just said. It's you know all the responses by the people that were either not watching the game or didn't have the sequence of events in their head all lined up were like you know well Mike McCarthy shouldn't have called those timeouts earlier or or should have he should have saved those timeouts for when he needed them. You can't save the timeouts when they're forcing you to use them because yep. they made a bad call and f- with the f- with saying that the player was inbounds and then wasting all this time, they were forced to use a, a timeout because of bad refereeing. So not only did they get screwed on the back end, they got screwed on the front end, so they didn't have the timeout to save themselves from being screwed on the second well, play. And there was actually another one. Let's let's keep going yeah. back a little further. So oh, there's more. The first timeout that the Cowboys had to use, um, which was on the extra point. Okay. Well, it was extra point or field goal, whatever, right? That Prater came on the field, and the Cowboys were confused and had to take a timeout. You watch that play. Whenever the offense substitutes a player in, they have to give time for the defense to to set, right? The official set the ball down, and the Cowboys were mid-rotation, and the Cardinals were going to go up there and snap the ball. That's not not the rule. The, The defense is allowed to substitute based on the offense bringing more players on the field. The Cowboys were forced to burn a timeout. Otherwise, they would have had 13 guys on the field. And I think, you know, they would either have the ball first down or they would have had a chance at the one-yard line. Like, it was another officiating error that forced the Cowboys' hand. And again, like, this isn't like uh, – I disagree with the subjective nature, which we will get into that. Yeah, we can talk about uh, that. Yes, we will talk different. about those. Yes. But but this, this, this category of what Marcus is talking about right now – this doesn't even fall under the 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 subjective, the very questionable stuff, right? call, the judgment yes. calls yeah. of of the holding. This is the refs not knowing the rule book. This yes. is not executing the rules. Like this is like this is just not doing your job. And and, and I can I just point this out real quick. There were some people after the game that were calling the Cowboys whiners because of this. Th- that is ridiculous. Like the, the fact that we can't even like, you know, it is properly a- assign blame to the, the, the party, the, the amateurish party that screwed up their jobs uh, while all the other players are working incredibly hard and playing through pain. It's just, it's just, it's, it's beyond the pale to hear that kind of thing. But, but to go back to what the point, you know, this is just simple executing the, 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 your job part yep. of being a ref like this isn't like this isn't i didn't see it right or whatever this is just knowing the rules 
and 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 it's just embarrassing. Like whether you whether you want to say, no, they should have they should have been I mean, any one of those two uh, situations. If the refs had called previously correct, the Cowboys would have had a timeout, which would have then been able to correct their third mistake that that that, that you know ultimately ended the game. Would the Cowboys have scored and, and won the game if they had gotten Who the knows? ball back? Who knows? But the point is, is that like each one of these added up to something else and it, 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 it all adds up and it's not like a throwaway thing. And to pretend like to sit here and pretend like that stuff doesn't have an enormous effect on the game. Like while, while we're sitting here talking about ticky tacky, you know, uh, route, route running and like this and that to, to pretend like that stuff doesn't have any monumental effect on the game. Don't, you know, don't insult my intelligence with that. Like, this and that's is, the thing this is the Cowboys. Thing. The Cowboys would have had the ball. Let's let's say they just called the Edmonds one right the way that it was because yeah. it was it was clearly a fumble clearly recovered fumble. by Dallas, right? The Cowboys would have had the ball first down at the car, at their own thirty five yard line with two minutes and twelve seconds left. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. All you need is a field goal to tie. Yeah. You would have had time to go down there and get a touchdown. And with the way the offense was moving the ball the last couple possessions yeah. before that, yeah. Again, it, it, that call didn't cost them the game. It cost them the opportunity to win the game. Yeah. And that's yeah. and that's what's so frustrating is you want you want these teams to have at least their best chance to win these games, and they weren't afforded to. And it's just it's well, really uh, unfortunate. And it seems yeah, I mean, like we're on the bad side of these calls all the time. I should be I should be on here criticizing this team's inability to make the play at the end of the game to win the game. But they made the play. They made they it. Did it. Yep. They made the play, and the, the refs just didn't allow it to happen. So, you know, again, like I, I, I think we've been pretty fair in here and talking about the Cowboys haven't played good football in this game, uh, and that they've made a lot of mistakes, and and there were a lot of different errors that you know put them in position to lose this game due to some ref errors. But it also wasn't just one ref error. I mean, like, so yeah. I, I, we need to talk about the subjective nature of this stuff because this is problematic, man. Yeah. Like, you know, there is just multiple crews throughout the NFL that have a different standard for the for the judgment subjective calls of holding. I mean, look, just to talk about three in particular, you know, the holding call in Lael Collins where the guy, you know, uh, tries to take the inside yeah. gap and basically Lael pushes him inside and pushes him inside the way he was going. And then they called holding as he's got his hands outside the shoulder after the the play had already gone past the run, the running had already gone past the hole. Like, what are we doing here? Like that's, that, that, like, that's just, that's something that gets done on every single outside run in football. And then to get, uh, then another Tyron Smith holding call for another, uh, 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 rip move while a guy is falling down. I mean, why don't, why doesn't the NFL just change the rule back? Just change the if you're gonna call that as holding, don't tell us before the season that that specifically is not holding. Like that's what they've told us over and over again is that if a player is executing a rip move on an on an offensive tackle as he's got his hands out there and he falls down, it's not holding. So like I, I don't really know how why they're continuing to call that. But Tyron's been called for that penalty like two or three times this year. And again, to be to be to be specific. It's not a penalty. The NFL is the one who told us that that's not I'm, a penalty. I'm going to read this right from the rule book. Are you ready? Yeah, if please. a defensive player uses a rip technique that puts an offensive player in position that would normally be called holding, it is null and void. 
pretty, seems pretty straightforward to me. Uh, I mean, you know, it's like, again, like this, that also is, is just a case of, it's not even just a bad judgment call. That's the rule. Like that's, that's rule. what we just talked about is specifically in the rule book. The rest only job is to know the rule book. Yep. The only job, you only had one job, just the one. And it's just, and, and it's just had to follow the rules. Now we can also get into the, ridiculous rocking call that they called on on uh biotish which literally rodney hudson did literally yeah. uh, like three drives later the exact same thing didn't get called uh, you know it's just and 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 all of this just to point out the reason that it, this is so egregious is that each one of those three that i just mentioned outside of the ones that marcus just mentioned before each one of those three preceded a rather large gain or a big play that the Cowboys made at a key moment on their drive. And each one of those three set the Cowboys back and, and killed the drive to killed the point them. where, or at least yep. ruined their chances of scoring a touchdown on that drive. Yeah. They didn't get a first down after any of those holding calls, you know? And so it's, it's, it's incredibly frustrating. Even, even the one where it was third down and was it Z, I think Zeke had the ball. And he, and, or or maybe it was maybe it was uh, Dak, and and he didn't, and he lunged for the ball, lunged for the the, the marker. It would have been fourth and one. Like there's the three or yeah. four of those that the Cowboys completed, and even the one that they didn't, you know, actually convert, they were in a position to convert it on fourth downs, but that was taken away by penalty. So, you know, you look at the numbers of this game, you know, you look at the penalties, and 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 ultimately. You know the Cowboys played some bad football throughout here, but I, I also I also feel like, you know, this is not the dumpster fire that uh, it, it it seems like it was when you go back and watch this game because there was just a ton of this kind of crap by the refs, which you know again not the reason they lost, but certainly certainly had a huge effect on the game. Let's not pretend like it didn't. Um, and then and then stuff like you know just timely uh, uh, that plus the timely stuff like the drops the pass deflections you know that's enough to kind of uh, uh, put your your offense in neutral enough to kind of not control the game the way you need to and ultimately uh, all those balls kind of bounced Arizona's way as well and that's just that was just too much for the Cowboys to handle six pass deflections at the line of scrimmage for the Cardinals in this game in one game like that's, that's a lot yeah. Uh, uh, and I don't know if that's because they had a beat on some of the plays the Cowboys were running, the screens, or they're just Dak's not throwing the ball down the field enough to to kind of mitigate that. Because if you're if you're throwing with more of an angle, sometimes you don't have to worry about that. But just a lot went wrong for the Cowboys in this game. Some of it they could control, some of it they couldn't. Land, and let's just we can leave it at that, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. I kind of hope the Cowboys do get a chance to play this team in two weeks because I do think they, they're going to play a better game. The Cardinals are good, though. There's a reason why they had the best record in the NFL for most of the season. It's a, it's a good team. Uh, certainly not going to be easy. But uh, All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be back on Tuesday. Uh, we'll do some uh, film study. Man, this is we talked about last week being like a Martin Scorsese film study. This is going to be – give me a bad director. That this is going to be This like, is like The Room. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, – it's not going to be fun to watch. <laughs> no, this is not going to be fun to watch. Uh, so Tuesday we'll do film study. Wednesday question. And then we got to get ready for a Saturday night game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Why the NFL decided to put the Cowboys on Saturday night, I don't, I don't know. But uh, all right, that's Landon McCool. I'm Marcus Mosier. We'll see you guys next time. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.